All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Uh, as always, go and uh, give us a follow on Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, give us five stars, and we will keep updating you with content. Moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly, Ryan, kick things off. All right, wasn't expecting that. Uh, the good, a couple things I wrote down. Uh, Carolina beat Duke in basketball. We don't have to. Yeah, we don't have. It wasn't. It wasn't the most enjoyable game. We don't have to beat a dead horse because there's another one coming around. Hopefully, that game will be better. Um, cars on the track this week for NASCAR, so that's exciting. Um, uh, I thought that for purposes of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, Amy Schumer having a Mayo commercial in the Super Bowl was pretty funny because <laughs> we've had a whole podcast back and forth about whether or not Mayo is an appropriate topping or not. So uh, she had a Hellman's commercial. And then we were watching a um, we, we stumbled into a show about boat buying. And I wanted to make a note of it. There's a guy from Texas and he sounded exactly like Tim Riggins. And I could not get through the episode because Tim, uh, like I was just dying laughing because the one guy has Tim Riggins accent and the guy he was buying the boat from sounded exactly like Buddy Garrity. And it was, it was, just, it was, it was like the perfect, like he just, he just said the same thing every time. I, I really like that. And like when he was like torn around the boats, it was, I can't do the accent, but it was a pitch perfect accent. So uh, the bad is a very brief one. My wife cooks a lot of the meals in the house recently. So I decided I was going to undertake something and cook soup on Sunday. Um, I, she tried once one bite of it and was like, this is terrible. And uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was wonderful. So um yeah, I woke up the next day and I don't know what had happened. Something had turned or something. I, I literally had to dump an entire like full chili quart pot of soup down the drain. I, I couldn't stomach it. I couldn't stand it. So I really, really screwed that up. At least I didn't waste too many ingredients on it. <laughs> and then the unusual, as opposed to an ugly, uh, Tommy Brady, he's got seven rings now. Um, he didn't do it with the Pats, but he joins the seven club, Bill Russell, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Richard Petty. I think Bob Horry um, from the NBA has at least seven, if not more. So I know we've taken heat on this podcast for hating on Jordan, but he's not the GOAT. Uh, he, do, he doesn't have seven rings. These other guys do. So uh, the guy's got so many Lombardies, he's tossing them around the harbor, apparently. So. That's right. Suck it, Michael <laughs> Jordan fans. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. <laughs> so that's it. That's my good, bad, and unusual. <laughs> all right, Morgan, go ahead. Well, let's see here. Good. We're going to go with uh, Bridget started daycare this week. She got two kids in daycare now. Say what? And my, uh, my bad is going to jump right from that one and juggling two kids at drop off and pick up for daycare. When you get parents in front of you and behind you, that is a task right there. Yeah, I keep trying to remind them all week. I've been telling them at pickup, can you please bring me Bridget first so I can get her in the car seat? Otherwise, I am having to track down my almost 17-month-old son and get him to stand still while I put my seven-week baby into a car seat. So <laughs> it's, it's funny. They should put a camera up and have it watching me. That'd be entertainment by itself yes. right there. Yeah. It'd be a good uh, daddy daycare short on Facebook. I, I, hey. <laughs> um, and just real quick on my ugly. 
uh, one of my last favorite uh, players on Red Sox got traded to a small market team in Kansas City called the Royals. So Benny is gone, and now our outfield is a shell of what it used to be with three great players. True. So it, it sucks. It, I mean, it really does, because I have no idea who's going to be in the outfield now. You know, we used to have, what, Mookie, Benny, J- and uh, – JBJ. Yep. Jackie Bradley. Yep, he's the only one out there right now, and he'll probably get traded before the season starts. I feel With about his 187 as, batting average. I feel about <laughs> as bad for uh, the Red Sox as I do for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dustin. Uh, all right, this week I'm going bad, ugly, good, bad to Gloucester, Carolina. The end. Ugly. Uh, one sports, one personal. Uh, I was thinking about it recently. We're approaching the one-year anniversary of of COVID kind of like hitting public consciousness and uh, March Madness being canceled and all of that. And so I obviously turned it into something about me. And um, I, I was thinking about sports over the past year and how terrible they've been. The Redskins have been my only bright spot in a year. What did think about that? The, the, the Washington Redskins, the terrible Washington Redskins are the best thing about sports in my past year. They yeah. this the under five hundred sweeping through the playoffs franchise hit feels like they're going the right direction while everything else is going to shit. You know, the Caps are the Atlanta Braves of the of the hockey world. A lot of presidents trophies, not a lot of Stanley Cups. Uh Duke football setting turnover records. Duke basketball struggling with their youth. Orioles trading the farm away a few years ago and still in the wilderness somewhere. But you know. I guess I guess I can lean on the Redskins for now. <laughs> Dude, how crazy is it? You, the Redskins make the playoffs, and Duke basically probably is not making the playoffs. Or the, the uh, March Madness, like, what kind of sick world do we live in right now? Where that is, when when people ask us thirty or forty years from now to explain COVID, that's how I'm going to explain it right there. <laughs> it was really difficult for me to watch sports that year. <laughs> oh, and real quick. Angle, you left out one one other player in that seven plus rings um, um, category of, of of athletes. Who? You left out one important person, Rick Flair. Oh yeah, <laughs> sixteen time road heavyweight champion. Woo! <laughs> to beat the best, you got to beat the best. <laughs> That's a record that will never be broken. <laughs> oh, oh, awesome. If Tom if Tommy Boy plays till he's fifty, that might <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, and I, I love that uh I love that Morgan. So I gotta I gotta give you credit credit on that for bringing in the nature boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was that was a good point. Uh second ugly, personal ugly. Uh my daughter was sick, like actually sick for the first mm-hmm. time. Uh, over the weekend, you know, like 102 fever and the whole deal. Thankfully, my mother and our doctor were very helpful as we are first timers over here trying to figure out how do you deal with that, uh, which leads into my good. She's all better now. So, um, you know, it's a it's a positive experience in that sense. And I'm sure there will be a few more of those that come our way. But uh, it's definitely not it's, fun. Uh, it's not a fun 
or uh, easy experience to deal with. Oh, I bet that she's better. Yeah, same here. All right, for me, um, going to go good. Uh, finally, you know, to piggyback off of Ryan a little bit, finally, some people are acknowledging that Michael Jordan might not be the the greatest modern athlete of all time because the GOAT himself, Tom Brady, got his seventh Super Bowl championship. And uh, Tom Brady, you know, it, it was just hilarious to watch 43-year-old Tom party in Tampa Bay on the, in the boat parade this past weekend. And he, um, he, he got, he had a little bit too much to drink and got, had to be kind of like walked out and it went viral. And then he tweeted afterwards while he was still drunk. Uh, he said, noting to see here, just a little bit of avocado tequila (laughs) and it was all misspelled and everything. And then old row who uh, takes that and says, he's one of us. Looks like we've been on the TB 12 diet this whole time. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty good. Good to see that. Um also a second good. Um I don't know why it took me so long to get into these guys' music, but somebody I've been listening to a lot lately um that if you listen to any like independent uh alt country, indie independent like uh kind of like roots rock kind of stuff, your favorite band's favorite band is a lot of times is this band from Memphis, Tennessee called Lucero. And for for years I had not really given them much of a chance. And I think a lot of that's because Ben Nichols's voice is not something that immediately is pleasing to the ear. You kind of have to get used to it. So, but I, I've been listening to them over the last few days. And I got to say, I'm quite impressed by, especially their first three records, but for anybody that may want to go check it out, go to their second record from like 2002, Tennessee. But it is always fun to discover artists that you didn't really listen to much and everything. So like Lucero has definitely been, been like that for me lately. And I, I definitely recommend them as someone, if you're into that style of music, check them out. Um, and you know, honestly, I don't really have a bad, I guess. Uh, so I'm going to skip to an unusual as well. Uh, this past week when Duke and Carolina played, it was the first time in my life that I like remember I didn't watch the game. And that was unusual because I grew up a Duke fan, but then as we've well documented on this podcast, uh, I went to NC state in 2012 and kind of slowly faded away from Duke and definitely am like, Wolfpack through and through now, but it's something about, you know, this year and uh, the one and done era that I just don't feel a connection to Duke basketball. Like I used to, um, I don't really recognize all the, a lot of the players anymore. Cause it's such a revolving door that this was the first time that I can remember that I didn't watch the game, which is very unusual. So <laughs> that's my good, good and unusual for this week. All right. So moving right on into the next segment, we wanted to kind of update everybody on, uh, as we talked about last week, you know, we had the Super Bowl. And one of the weird things that we kind of, that was kind of like funny, we talked about the weird Super Bowl bet. So we want to keep everybody updated on that. Uh, the game started off with Kansas City as a three-point favorite. A lot, of t- a lot of people thought that they were probably going to win, but I kept saying, you know, don't bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl because, I mean, his record speaks for itself. And the uh, it was a three-point spread. And it's safe to say, the Buccaneers covered 31 to nine, <laughs> just a little bit. The one that we talked about on here that I, I wanted to get your guys take on because like I, it, it took me forever to actually find it was the color of the Gatorade for the winning coach. Cause I want to go on record and brag a little bit that I said blue and Ryan kind of looked at me and said, Oh, really? <laughs> it was blue. I should have put a bet down. Cause it was like plus plus six fifty. I would have made some, made some straight cash on me on that to quote Randy Moss. He drinks blue Gatorade. I do. <laughs> Orange or nothing. Uh, they're, 
orange is the best, but other there are some other uh, flavors that are pretty good. But nah, rather drink water. <laughs> if you mix it. If you mix it with water, it's not bad. If you mix it with vodka, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then another bet was what will be the first word or first uh, phrase? And they Ryan gave you a few phrases last week said by Tony Robo. And it, this time it was blitz. <laughs> it was the first thing he said. What was the other ones? I think it was like a gap and penetration and blitz. Yeah. Yeah. Read, read, read and something else. <laughs> so blitz. he said it within like the first two plays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, another thing, cause like LeBron seems to be like the center of, of the sports media um, and, and arguably rightfully so for, you know, the talent that he, that he is on the basketball court. The question was, will LeBron be mentioned during the Super Bowl broadcast? And it was uh, yes, plus 325, no, minus 550. And the answer is yes. He was mentioned within the first three to five minutes of the game. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan's shaking his they head. They're right comparing now. Mahomes. <laughs> they're, they're comparing Mahomes playing Brady to LeBron playing Jordan. And it was like, wow, that you really got rid of that one like right away. <laughs> yeah. They were probably itching to pull that one. <laughs> so we talked about last week that Eric Church uh was gonna be part of the uh the duo that was singing the national anthem, which was cool. And the bet on that was over under uh of the national anthem being two minutes three seconds. Ended up being slightly over, I believe. Um and was it it said that Brave would last it longer than six seconds this time. So which Yeah, is, closer to closer to ten almost. Yeah. <laughs> We put a great we, national anthem. Go ahead. Great national anthem, by the way. It really he was. He it did really a great was. job. It's good that they paired him with um, this singer that they did because Eric Church is more of a stylist than a vocalist, and it, I was a little uneasy if he was going to be the only one singing that because that's a that's a rough song. <laughs> yeah, so it was rough. Oh yeah, but uh, another thing we talked about was how many commercials with a dog. The over under was four and a half. Um, do, does anybody know how, what the actual result was on that? Two. It was two. Yeah, it was two. It was two. It was the flat McConaughey commercial with the Doritos or whatever. And then the Jason Alexander sweatshirt commercial. Gotcha. Which I love that. I love that, uh, commercial. <laughs> Which by the way, did, when any of y'all were listening to that, did y'all, did y'all catch like the, um, the background, I guess, to that, that commercial? No. Yeah, the song, the oh yeah, 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 yeah. The song that's playing is from the Believe It or Not, George's and Home. home. <laughs> but episode, episode from Seinfeld. George changed his answering machine to Believe It or Not, George isn't at home. <laughs> so you had that theme song playing the entire time with you know, Costa- you know uh, what's his face, George from Seinfeld. I didn't, I didn't pick yeah. up on that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. I did too. Anytime there's a um, a Jason Alexander sighting on anything like that, it's always a good time. <laughs> so another thing, uh, obviously, Tom Brady's part of a very famous couple with Giselle, um, who was the highest paid supermodel in the world for like 2002 to 2015 or something ridiculous like that. How many times was she going to show up on the broadcast? And honestly, I don't think she was on there. Um, I don't. I don't remember seeing her. I didn't see her either. Yeah, I only saw bits and pieces, but I did not see her in the 
parts of the game that I did get to actually sit down and focus on. Yeah. And then the last weird bet that we covered was how many times will Bill Belichick's name be brought up during the Super Bowl broadcast? And we all kind of guessed a little bit higher, but it ended up only being one time, which is kind of surprising to me. It's like the opener or something, right? Like they were comparing or some chart or something they were showing. Right. Of all the coaches to win or whatever. And I was texting the guys. I was so excited. I was like, all right, come on, Tony. Come on. I I said three. So I was like, come on. It's going to be in a sentence. Like you've already set it up perfectly. And I watched the whole game. It was kind of boring game. And they never said it. I was disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I bet Bill is disappointed too with everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, that wraps up that uh, segment on the weirdest bets. And I'm going to throw it over to Ryan on the next one because the next topic I have next to no knowledge on. So I'm going to back out here. All right. So for anyone that's listened to our podcast before, we used to have a segment called Weekend Look Ahead. It basically just evolved into college football games that we wanted to watch in the SEC and NASCAR. (laughs) Since we don't have college football, we do have NASCAR this week. I've already alluded to it. Nobody wants to hear me just get on and drone on and on and on about a sport that they don't probably watch. So what I'll try and do is I'll try and do a season preview of it in 500 seconds or less because it's the Daytona 500. And then uh, it'll probably be a lot less than that. But I'm keeping my eye on the clock down there. So we'll see if I can get it in. Um, Because mainly what I'm trying to get you guys to care about is why you should watch it. So it starts this weekend. It's the Daytona 500 period. Um, I went to my first Daytona 500 last year. Uh, which was basically, I'm a little worried, um, that I won't be able to go to a cooler sporting event. Um, the president was there and flew in on air force one. Um, there was a rain delay. So they had the entire race, uh, get under green, all the, the president being there, the tailgating, the people going crazy, the merch everywhere, the, you can bring alcohol into the stadium. I I don't know if that makes people feel better about going to races. (laughs) You can bring liquor or beer into the stadium. I believe you're allowed to bring a 24 pack in. I don't remember how legally or illegally we brought liquor in. Um, I, but I'm pretty sure it's allowed, but anyways, we had it, uh, inside with us. (laughs) Um, and then it got rained out. So we actually drove back up to uh, Jacksonville or the Jacksonville area. Uh, we, we've covered my love for that place um, on on the podcast. And then we drove back down the next day. So it was almost like we got a twofer, which is pretty cool. Um, obviously, there was a big wreck at the end of the race. That was very scary uh, and not an ideal thing to watch. He, I have a video of him because I was just going to be the end of the race. And uh, I have a video on my phone that's pretty chilling of him screaming and and flying through the fence and landing in front of us on fire and uh he's okay now so i feel a little bit better about it but that was that was a pretty intense pretty awesome experience to watch cars go by you at 200 miles an hour and literally watch people wreck out and have fires put out of the cars and shrouds put over the track so you can't see if he's dying or not i mean it was i i don't know that like say like going to the players golf championship is really going to have the same, <laughs> the same impact for me. But anyways, that's Daytona. It's on this weekend. It's on actually tonight while we're recording this, uh, they're doing preview races for it. So it's a really big deal. It's the super bowl of NASCAR and they do their, uh, their, their biggest event first. So if you guys want to tune in on Sunday, you absolutely should. I've got some other notes here. 
there's other famous races we've talked about. There's races throughout the year. There's a road course race next weekend. Um, my favorite driver, Chase Elliott, is kind of seen as one of the better guys at those. They've added seven of those this year. For those that don't know what that means, they turn left and right. So no longer, no longer are the, uh, yeah, you and everybody else on old NASCAR Twitter. <laughs> Bring it back like it was when Senior was here. <laughs> it ain't so. been the same since we lost Senior. So there's a there's a dirt track race at Bristol, which is pretty cool. Bristol's a really, 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 really small track. It's about a quarter, it's a half mile long. And uh, they're going to be racing on dirt with NASCARs. So that's going to be intense and interesting. Um, all sorts of other different stuff. Uh, Nashville Speedway gets a race for the first time this year. So I'm excited about that. I'm really hoping this COVID thing ends reasonably enough so we can go to Nashville at some point in time. There's other road courses. There's a road course at, at the Indy 500 now, which is kind of weird for NASCAR. So that's interesting and of note to people. Why should you care? We kind of covered what Daytona is. And if I can't excite you about racing at 200 miles an hour and what's guaranteed to be a wreck at the end of the race, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's probably not a sport for you. But um, Denny Hamlin uh, could win it for the third time in a row. No one's ever done that. So you could be watching history this weekend. There's uh, the flying 11. <laughs> there, there's the personalities. Um, and this is a true thing. Uh, there's two guys named Kyle. Uh, they're both talented, but they're both kind of fun to root against. Um, one of them races for Hendrick uh, for the first time this year. He's kind of had some issues last year, but um, where he had to take a, take a moment off. Um, but he, they brought him back for whatever it's worth. He's kind of paid his debt. And uh, the other one is, of course, Kyle Busch. And we've talked about him on the, on the past. And, uh, he's what they call the, he's what they call the candy man. So and then, <laughs> that's what crystal refers to him as he actually won already this week. So he's off to a good start. You got Joey Logano as well. A great guy off the track, but man, is he a, a hole on it? So, uh, anyways, you got the young guns. So there's chase and Blaney and, uh, Bubba, you'd be hard pressed to uh, must've been living under a rock. If you didn't hear about Bubba Wallace last year. And then, of course, you have the old cranky guys like Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex Jr. and Brad Kay, and it's always fun, especially when one of the young guys screws something up. They love to just jump in and just kind of poke and prod. And and then, of course, you got Clint Boyer in the booth this year for the Fox team, which is always fun because there's always a he's crazy man. There's always a possibility he's going to drop an f bomb on live TV or something like that. Plus, Pitbull has a team. Uh, Michael Jordan has a team now this year with Denny Hamlin that Bubba Wallace is racing for, and you got nine months of racing. So I'm looking at the clock. I did it in less than 500 seconds. That was five minutes for the NASCAR season. Love it. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm sure you guys can't wait to get all the texts on Sunday at five o'clock in the afternoon. Mute. <laughs> It'll be on mute. <laughs> And then, of course, we're all going to root for, you know, Bill's son to just be amazing, you know, not. Because y'all hate, hate him so much, I'm just going to cheer for Kyle Bush all year. <laughs> That's the perfect uh, – what, what we should do is tie Razors to schools because that is the perfect uh, Duke-like comparison is Kyle Bush, <laughs> the guy who always wins that everybody hates. <laughs> well, I'll take it. I'll own that. Give me the talking points. I'll go through it all year long. <laughs> <laughs> you hate us because you ain't us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Morgan, Denny Hammond's probably a good one for tech. 
they win all the time, but they never won the big one. He's a Richmond short track guy. So. Yeah. I'll have to think on that. Maybe that's a, a way to tie it in in the future. But NASCAR's on. I'm excited about it. I've been looking forward to it. So there's your five minutes on the NASCAR season. It's on for the next nine months. Just turn on the FS1 or MS, NBCSN on Sunday, and it'll be there. I promise. I tell you, I definitely want to make it to a, a couple of races here soon. Uh, Martinsville, Bristol, Talladega, uh, Darlington, and of course, one year I'd like to make it to uh, Daytona. I've I've never been to a race in my life. Oh, they're they're mid there. Just uh, even before the race starts, it's amazing, and and the, and the parking lots. <laughs> and the bigger the race, the better it is. I mean, I think we saw on video one time. Guy souped up a recliner with a motor and was riding it around the parking lot with a cooler attached to it. And was drinking a beer while riding on his recliner through the parking lot. It sounds like Dega. <laughs> we should uh, we should try and get together. And I, I we've talked about doing this in the past with an RV or something. But if you could get like the families together and get like an RV or, or just a group of friends together. Right. You put the little kitty pool out front, just like the drivers do. And then, uh, non-family trip. Well, you got to pick the right race to go to Richmond would probably be all right. I, I'm not sure we need to go to the, to the, to the Talladega strip down in the, uh, where, <laughs> where all the parties happen. That might be a, that might be a problem. Although I might, I, I don't know. I might lose my wife there. <laughs> so, uh, it's a good time. There's races for people that are, for people that are local to DC, there's races local to DC. There's a race in Dover, Delaware and in Richmond. Um, and there's one in Pennsylvania, which of course I can't think of Poconos. It's in the Poconos and that's a triangle track. So that's unique to watch on TV because there's only three corners. Um, and then, uh, for North Carolina, I mean, geez, there's Richmond and Darlington, which is in South Carolina, just South of Charlotte. There's Charlotte itself hosts a couple major racetracks um orange county speedway well that's not yeah large scale but if you want to go to a short track on a saturday night orange county and durham is pretty legit and these places are allowing fans so if people are looking for something to do in the summertime and want to be outside and socially distanced if we still have to do that then there you go give it a shot So, all right. Do you want me to jump into the – should we just go right into the Southern 64 after that? <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> all right. I almost texted you guys earlier this week or earlier today because I was really struggling with the seeds. And um, I hope I did this right, but feel free to just skewer me. Um, this week for the Southern 64, it's entertainers. So uh, we're trying to come up with things that were entertaining TV, movies, singers um there's no way in hell we can get <laughs> 16 coherent uh cohesive people I, we could do 16 of just country music so um i also didn't want it to be all people from like 1970 and earlier so for the number one seed <laughs> for the number one seed again the most southern that sticks out in people's mind we had dukes of hazard versus the movie the blind side tell about the tv show right yep not the movie. It was a terrible movie with Jessica not, Simpson. Not Jessica Simpson movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone awful. All right, Dustin, what do you think? 
I mean, there's no contest here. Don't get me wrong, Blindside's a good movie, but Dukes of Hazard, man. Like yeah. it, the the there, there's a pair of shorts named after Daisy Duke for one. Um, you can't. Everybody knows the General Lee. Yeah. Uh, it was a great show. I, I loved it as a kid. Logan's told stories about it on this podcast about watching it growing up. Yeah, there's there's no contest here. It's Dukes of Hazard all day. I agree, mainly because it's literally you, the car is the first thing you think of. So. What were you going to say? I'm going to say it looked like them Duke boys are in trouble again. Yeah, and Waylon, you get Waylon Jennings as a package deal on that. He was the balladeer of the... That Waylon Jennings alone is why that wins. Sorry. I mean, just... It's Duke boys, and, you know... The cool thing is, like, I also actually got both their autographs uh, when I was younger. Where did you do that? What's that story? It was pretty cool. So I got somewhere in this closet autographs of <laughs> the closet that he's currently sitting in recording this podcast. Hopefully the audio is good for certain people. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh Logan, do you agree? Dukes a hazard? <laughs> 110%. I mean, between Waylon Jennings, General Lee, Bo and Luke, and of course Daisy. I mean it's it's Dukes of Hazard. I watched it growing up. Me and my younger brother used to watch it, like I, I told a while back, every night when we were little kids. Stay up till midnight to watch it on CMT. It's I mean, Blindside's a good movie, but I never really cared to watch it more than once. So, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, a little bit of that. All right. So, for the- so that, that alone right you mean there. they didn't go? F- gets rid of it anyway, so. So I know I'm going to be persona non grata with a certain someone's wife, but Forrest Gump is the eight seed and Easy Rider is the nine seed. And these are both very famous movies. But when you hear the rest of the seeds, I promise you, they, they sit at eight and nine. So is it Forrest Gump or Easy Rider? Most Ooh. Southern. And yes, with our biases attached. <laughs> Dustin. Yeah, I mean, I have to. My, my wife, who admittedly doesn't listen to this podcast, um, would still kill me if I don't pick Forrest Gump. So Forrest Gump. Always <laughs> pick Forrest Gump. Logan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Logan, by two degrees he, of separation, are you in trouble too? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be completely honest. Never seen Easy Rider. So I love Forrest Gump. I do like that movie. So it's Forrest Gump for me. Well, first uh, off, your your next project or thing to do before this next podcast is, is to watch Easy Rider from front to back. I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's about uh, you got to watch it. I'm not gonna tell you. Like it. It's got a, it's got a young Jack Nicholson in it. It's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good. Um, and a Hopper. Yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. Dennis, yeah, Dennis Hopper, Peter Fonda, you know, motorcycle riding across the uh, United States, looking for America, pretty much is what they were doing. Um, but Forrest Gump is, I mean, Pulsema's warm apple pie. I mean, it's <laughs> amazing. The soundtrack to that movie is amazing as well. The decades they go through, and just it's Forrest Gump for me. Tough Not to mention, Gump. he played at Alabama, which is a tie-in to our sports angle. Tough one. True. It's a tough one. But 
slight nod. To so, so that's three to one because my pick was going to be for easy rider. There's a bunch of different connections. Um, I love, I like Forrest Gump, but I like easy rider better. That just fits my personality better and, uh, doing drugs, riding across the country on motorcycles and, 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 and dying young. Uh, yeah, that's a great movie. So <laughs> not as wholesome as life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Way to bring the podcast down a bunch of not not sir, negative Nancy. Spoiler spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet. It's only been out for 50 years. So <laughs> never mind, Logan. You don't have to go watch it. I gave the setup and, and angle delivered it. <laughs> All right. The five seed Johnny Cash, the twelve seed Tom Petty. How can you do that? Hey, look at the seating and tell me it's wrong. How can you do that? The seating's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one, but five twelve matchup in college basketball is a traditionally uh, trap game for the five seed. And Johnny Cash is unquestionably one of the most influential people in American music, but so is Tom Petty. And um, I have to lean a little bit on personal bias when I pick make this pick because. I like both, but I listen to Tom Petty far more than I do Johnny Cash. And Tom Petty's, uh, I, I have a whole podcast on Country and Cold Cans where I made an argument for 45 minutes why Tom Petty is the greatest American artist of all time. So I'd be remiss if I didn't go with Tom Petty to, uh, in this one. So Tom Petty. Morgan? Yeah. Um... It's, you look like you're in pain I'm trying to come up with a decision here. <laughs> <laughs> I love them both, man. Yeah, I've been listening to both of them since I was, you know, a kid. And both for Southern. And both, both just smells Southern. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Tom Petty. Really? Uh, I've probably more more records by Tom Petty than, than Johnny Cash. Um, Both of them come on the radio and we listen to both of them. But I'm... I'm Towards this, kind of like the, with, the, with the last one, it's a close finish, but Tom Petty. Okay. Dustin, I think I know where you're going to go, but what do you got? I mean, there's no question. It's Tom Petty. I mean, okay. I, don't get me wrong. I appreciate Johnny Cash. <clears throat> I get his importance. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy some of his music, but Tom Petty is... I agree. He's the greatest American songwriter and artist, period. Like, I've always loved Betty. Um, I've loved his music. I've owned all kinds of, like, albums and anthologies and greatest hits and all the things, like, beginning in high school to getting older. I have his four-hour Burning Down a Dream documentary I'm excited about. Uh, At South by Southwest, they're premiering... um, this year, a new documentary because they found a bunch of 16 millimeter film when he was recording Wildflowers. Mm. Um, that's coming out. Um, it's no question. Petty's right at the top of my personal music, you know, peak. He's on the Mount Rushmore, and there's no way I would ever pick against him in that scenario. That's what I thought you were going to say. Um, obviously, we quick, got to see him. Yeah. yeah. Let's say quick question here. You know, if all the all these movies being made about you know all these musicians here lately, if they were about to do one about uh, Tom Petty, who do you think would pull it off? Uh, well, Logan and I have a, a distant cousin who looks kind of like him. This is true. 
go. Is he an actor? Is he an actor? No. No. <laughs> He's probably a character, but <laughs> dub someone else's voice in there. Well, Tom Petty's won. So I won't throw my vote. I'll just point out that Tom Petty was burning down a dream, but Johnny Cash burned down an entire national forest. So went out one night and got drunk and burned down a forest and then apologized to his wife the next day. Now that's, that's a morning after. So I got to give at least, at least some props to Johnny Cash for that, but Tom Petty's going to advance. So we'll advance in the bracket. Uh, Four seed Smokey and the Bandit, 13 seed Beach Music. We haven't talked very much about beach music on this podcast, but this it is. This one's a good one. And one, I would say we need to have a beach music discussion I agree. at some point. Yep. Um, I mean, there's nothing like more distinctly like Carolinas than beach music. Like that's right. up there with like pork barbecue and and college basketball. Right. You know, like when you're talking the Carolinas, that's what you're talking. And uh, uh that that was nicely put. Yeah. I mean it's if you even to this day down in Myrtle Beach, they still have some uh beach music like shag clubs, state dances oh, yeah. of South Carolina is the shag. I, I mean it's to go shag dance. Yeah. I mean it's and and there's so many festivals. Carolina Beach has a festival outside of Raleigh and Gardner. They they used to. I assume they still have their festival that they run. Um, it's huge. Um, personally, though, I'm a huge Smokey and the Bandit fan. I love that movie. I think it's a genius movie. I mean, Jackie Gleason played the role perfectly. He was so funny. Um, and he was such a, and they made like, there were so many jokes. When you go back and watch it now, especially as an adult, you're like, wow, this was a well-written, well-acted movie. And I love Burt Reynolds too, but Jackie Gleason made that movie. And yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, I actually think I'm going Smokey and the Bandit. I'm going with the higher seat on this one. Logan? Yeah, so uh, I kind of have the flip side of Dustin on that. I like Smokey and the Bandit a lot. Fantastic soundtrack. Great movie. But beach music for me personally, um, I've got to go with beach music. And reason being is uh, beach music is so quintessential, like Dustin said, to the Carolinas and specifically around Raleigh. Like there every Thursday evening during the summer when there isn't a whole you know pandemic going on, there is a beach music uh, festival that happens every Thursday night in the North Hills area, at Midtown shopping area where they close it off. They have local uh, brewers come in and sell their beer and they have a rotation of different artists come in like the Embers and so on and so forth. Um, that is just a blast to go to. And, um, I usually go to about half of those throughout the summer. Um, Dustin was talking about what everybody used to call TBMF triangle beach music festival. It used to be out in Garner was a lot of fun. Um, you basically, you reserve a spot, whether you want one up front or you reserve a tent spot, you go out there at like nine in the morning, you bring sunscreen food and as much beer as you can put into a cooler. And you're out there literally from like nine to six. And it is just a party in a field with tons of uh, Porta Johns lined up on the side that I have to say, unfortunately, um, when I was in college, about sophomore, junior year, it was the last year it was in the Triangle. This is the most ridiculous, asinine thing I've ever heard. But the Triangle Beach Music Festival is now located in Greenville, North Carolina, in that shithole of a city. So, yeah, 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not even a triangle anymore. Change your name for your half-ass festival. Beach music for me. So should we start a petition to rename it the Eastern Rokoana Beach Music Festival? We should. Really? Really rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Crappy Sports University town. Pretty much. Greenville is fun to visit, but you don't want to stay there more than 24 hours. I would give it five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You pop in, you you pop in, you go to... You pop in, you go to Pantana Bob's, hit Fifth Street, go to, uh, I think it's called 410, I want to say, in the night at Sup Dogs. Then you wake up the next morning, you stop at uh, Sam Jones, get some barbecue, and then you head back west to Raleigh. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was our tour of Greenville for you, free of charge. <laughs> uh, Morgan. What uh? What do you think? Okay, I'll be, I'll be quick. Smoking the bandit wins. I'm sorry. It's just no. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the Trans Am or Jerry Reed. Yeah, I mean, incredible. Just I'm, smoking the bandit. That is my answer. I'm going with Logan on this, which means we have to go to Facebook again. We're getting quite a list of of these things. I'll keep it short, Logan. I had the experience of going. Um, not being from North Carolina originally, I had an experience of going to a beach music festival when I was in college and I loved it. Um, if I'm ever down there during the summertime and you want to go uh, on Thursday nights, please let me know. That'll probably be a so much better experience than going to a rum runner. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You'll definitely have to, uh, have to come down for that. Cause it's, it's a fun time. So yeah, I guess this is, this is going to tie us up, but anyways, uh, we'll, we'll put it on Facebook and that'll be something to look forward to for us to do. Logan. So uh, number six is uh, Elvis, actually. And number 11 is B.B. King. And it was funny that this actually came out the way it did, because you got two Tennessee greats here between the Memphis Blues and then uh, and Elvis. Um, I'm throwing my hat in the ring immediately. Um, it's B.B. It's King for me. I really like the blues and I've been listening to it a lot recently. Uh, his album with Eric Clapton is really good. So I'm going B.B. King. I was never a big Elvis guy. Sorry. Morgan. B.B. King. Okay. Dustin? This one's easy. Elvis. Elvis oh. is the king. Elvis is the king. I share a birthday with him. He's my grandmother's favorite artist of all time. Um, we used to give her, like, CDs and calendars and stuff, too. I mean, to this day, she still has, like, an Elvis calendar in her house. Um and how do you how do you argue against Elvis? So much. I mean, he kind of like set the scene um, for what music eventually became. It's Elvis all day long. But this isn't a music podcast. It's a Southern podcast. He's well. He's from the South. He was a poor Southern man who made it big. Good on him. Also, Graceland. What a paradise for us to go get to check out. Have you ever been? I haven't. I would love to do it though, just for the novelty of it. In fact, I. I'd love to take my grandmother, actually. That would be pretty fun. Logan? Yeah, so I'm going to keep this short. This one's for Grandma. It's Elvis. Great. Another tie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Number three, near and dear to the North Carolina people on this podcast. Number three seed is Andy Griffith Show. Number 14 seed is a younger guy, Eric Church. This is an easy one. <laughs> Who you got? Yeah. 
Dustin. Uh, Andy Griffith. I mean, there's not a show that's more quintessential North Carolina, historically North Carolina, than Andy Griffith. And Mayberry, the idea of it, um, being able to go up to, to, you know, Mayberry in the mountains of North Carolina to this day is still pretty cool. Um, I, I personally just love the show. It holds a huge place in my heart. I look, I love Eric Church, and I think he deserves a whole lot of credit, but it's not even fair. Put him up against Andy Griffith. <laughs> Logan, you were singing his praises last week. What is it for you, Andy Griffith or Eric Church? Yeah, so look, I love Eric Church. I'm a big fan of Eric Church. I listen to his music quite a bit over over the last few years. I've been listening to it a lot lately. I just I respect the guy so much uh, for like the the balance between commerce and artistry that he's been able to exhibit throughout his career, and the quality and the fact that he is in his 40s and he's putting out mature music and not singing about 18 year olds on a tailgate. <laughs> Keith Urban, um, but Luke Bryan. yeah, Luke Bryan. I mean, the list goes on and on, but. Look, being from North Carolina and especially and particularly particularly in the D Berry family, like we watched the Andy Griffith show all the time throughout the years. This past Christmas we watched it for a, a couple hours, uh, a couple of different times while we were all home. I used to be like obsessed with that show. Barney Fife is just a fantastic character. I, I used to love the old telephones that they used to have to with the dials and the the separate earpiece. Like I, I really want to go to Mount Airy one day. Um, and we have an Andy Griffith statue at Pullen Park, a few miles from my house here in Raleigh. It's it's gotta be Andy Griffith. As much as I like Eric Church, it's Andy Griffith. All right. Well, that's three for Andy Griffith. That's why he's the three seed. It's a it's a it's it's gonna be an easy win for him. I can't reasonably say Eric Church either, just knowing how significant that show was, but Please, everybody know that Eric Church is one of the, we talked about Mount Rushmore artists. He's one of the Mount Rushmore artists for me. So uh, it's with a heavy heart that I drop App State out of this bracket. <laughs> they were out of their league in this one. Say, say what? Yeah, he was, They were out of their league on this one. I smiled to myself because Eric Church is always punching above his weight. <laughs> <laughs> so number seven is George Jones, country music. Uh, superstar and number 10 is uh, George Strait, country music superstar. So I'll start this off here. I'm going George Strait. Sorry, that's that's another one. He may not be on my Rushmore, but he's absolutely, I know he's sung about and every song is part of the list. I know you need your pickup truck, you need your mixtape with George Strait, which doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> and, but uh, but for me, it's um. I've enjoyed many an experience listening to some George Strait. There's definitely a few videos of me and Dustin singing along to some George Strait <laughs> in some of our younger years. So uh, George Strait it is for me, but I'll leave it open to you guys. So Logan, you're the country music uh, cold cans guy. What do you got? So briefly, I'll break this down. This is an extremely tough one for me because I just have so much respect for just the roots of the genre and the the all-time greats. And both these guys are up there on a, a, a lot of top 10 lists. Um, the the thing is, neither of them were really prolific songwriters. They neither of them really wrote many of their songs, but they're they're both just icons of the genre. 
George Strait is Mr. Consistency from 1980 uh, with his first record. I think Unwound was his first number one through 2012 with his last number one with Give It All You Got Tonight. He had like 60 number one singles. He sold so many records. George Jones is just so influential. I, I may be attributing this wrong, but I think it was Chris Christopherson that once said that if we all could sing like we wanted to, we'd sound like George Jones. So it's it's incredibly close for me, but I've got to give the slight nod to George Strait, barely over George Jones, much as I hate to say it. Um, because George Strait, just the, the, the longevity of his career is unparalleled in country music. And I don't mean like him being around as a legends act from 1980 to 20, like 13, the man was at the top of the genre selling out stadiums, selling records and having hits on the radio while also maintaining a, uh, true to himself and true to country sound without selling out. That's unparalleled. So it's, it's the king of country music, George Strait. You've made it this far into listening to our podcast or just our podcast in general, and you don't listen to country music, I would encourage you to do yourself a favor and go play the top five songs of George Strait on Spotify. You probably won't realize that you know all of them. (laughs) Yeah. He's got more number two hits than most people have number ones. (laughs) All right, Morgan, Dustin, what do you guys think? Dustin, go ahead. I mean, it's not as close for me as it is uh, for Logan, I mean, you know, the possum is awesome. Um, our granddad was a huge George Jones fan. He loved the old traditional country. Um, and lo- and you got a God bless a man who's on his lawnmower driving to a liquor store uh, <laughs> and gets arrested. So, you know, if you don't know that story, folks, go Google it. There's, I think there's a video of it. Um, but, uh, for me, you know, again, this bracket's all about personal bias as much as it is about uh, objectivity. And George Strait was a big part of my life. Um, I love his, I've always loved his music. We, so when, we're, when we were in high school, we, when you're a junior, you build the prom, like you actually do it. And so the one, the album uh, that we played on repeat was, uh, was it Blue, Blue Clear, Clear Sky, yeah. that album? And uh, I just, I know all of those songs and it's just such an important memory to me. There's no way <clears throat> that I could pick, easily pick George Jones over George Strait. It's all George Strait for me. Quick tie into Forrest Gump there. The reason, I think that album came out in like roughly 96, but the, quick, the reason that it's blue clear sky instead of clear blue sky, as you normally would say, it, it's all because of Forrest Gump. The writers of the song wrote it the way Forrest, uh, Forrest Gump said it in the movie, so it ended up being blue clear sky. That's interesting. Did not know that. Morgan, it's three to one. Do you have a comment on George Jones or George Strait? Well, it's three oh, sorry, three oh. Of course. I mean, I understand that the the love for George Strait and um, great, great artist, you know, I like his music, but uh, George Jones for me, I'm old school when it comes to that area and I like George Jones. Fair enough. Noted. All right. The two seed. Um, Keep in mind, number one seed was Dukes of Hazzard. So what is the thing when people think of the South? What is the thing that everybody yells at a concert? Freebird. <laughs> How many times have we seen an NASCAR race start with a cold open and Sweet Home Alabama playing in the background? <laughs> so the two seed is Leonard Skinner, and the 15 seed is the, another young upstart, uh, Miranda Lambert, because we wanted to make sure we had at least one tomato in the salad. 
for those that don't know, <laughs> it's a country music yeah. reference. Not a good one. <laughs> uh, for me, sorry, it's got to be Skinner. We did a whole podcast about it. I love me some Miranda. Uh, maybe a, a Mount Rushmore artist for me. I just talked about her last week and with her song that I appreciate so much. But uh, it's come on, it's the South. It's got to be Skinner. Morgan. Um, so I'm going to give Miranda, uh, three steps to, to get out of, uh, <laughs> out of my way. And then, uh, uh, it's, it's Leonard Skinner for me. All right. Logan. All, all day, man. All day. Look, I love Miranda Lambert's music. I've been listening to it since the kerosene album. Uh, her, her platinum album was really good. Um, her album she put out a couple years ago, the uh, double album, I think it was the weight of these wings. Fantastic. Listen, some great songwriters featured on there, but you know, it, it's not really a contest when it comes to Miranda versus Skinner. Like we did it. We did a whole, like you said, we did a whole episode on Southern rock and it was heavy Skinner. We didn't do a whole episode on Miranda Lambert. So sorry, Miranda. It's uh, it's Leonard Skinner. All right, Dustin, now that we've offended you, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, uh, Logan only says that now because she's married, so that's, she's <laughs> off the table. Um, yeah, give it a few years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I, I, look, let me be clear. I hope not. I hope this one lasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I love her music, too. Um, I've been listening to her for a while, and in fact, this week – had some of her music on we were hanging out with emmy and i was like man i could have picked like this song or that song for you know we were talking about songs about me and um i mean great artist she deserves a lot of credit but you know i agree with y'all like skinner skinner's so quintessential southern south and and even in a personal bias sense skinner was a big part of my like growing up years too so it's another one that's like it's you know maybe one day she could make an argument but skinner's so interwoven into the south i don't know if you that'll ever be able to be overcome sorry miranda i'm I'm a simple man here so (laughs) (laughs) but tuesday's gone and so are you (laughs) (laughs) but i think uh you know we had some back and forth about Miranda Lambert this week, and so we kind of wanted to give her an honorable mention because that that that's a tough seed to get. Um, so her she's been sharing uh, some of her recent travels on social media, and uh, her and her husband have an airstream, and they've been going around doing RV camping and traveling, just kind of seeing the country and checking out towns and and what we found. You know, I shared it with the guys, and what I think we found interesting is that it really represents the South, at least the South as we see it. Also all of us on this podcast very well, because there's like this interesting dichotomy of, of like what she's, she's like, we did this thing. And then we did this other thing. That's like the 180 of it. And which is in many ways is how the South operates on so many levels. And so um, just to give one example of it, you know, I'm not going to read the whole, uh, peace to everybody but i put out a few sections and you know getting into the two country for the city two city for the country uh mindset as we were talking about uh over the past few episodes but 
they went and camped at this lake uh, down in Georgia. And uh, so she was talking about, you know, their experience there. And uh, this is this is what she wrote, which I just thought was so interesting. She's like, we were looking for a dinner spot and we saw that there was a Ritz Carlton about 10 minutes from the KOA. We ate dinner and made some new friends with friends from Orlando. Yes, we hung out at the Ritz and slept in our trailer because glamp life is the good life. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I found that such a like, that's the South. It's perfect. You're sleeping in a trailer at the KOA eating at the Ritz. (laughs) (laughs) It's that Saturday, Sunday dichotomy. It's, there's so many different ones you could point to. Yeah. And I just, I thought that was so, so funny. Such a good, you know, a good example. I mean, there was another one that I thought was, was pretty good. So she was talking about on their way back to Nashville from, you know, some of the places that they visited. And she said, uh, quote, some asshole on a small car uh, (laughs) hit their airstream and caused some damage. So, you know, here's how she described it. We fishtailed pretty good. We got on the shoulder as quickly as possible to assess the damage. Nobody was hurt, thank the good Lord. But nobody stopped either, and the car sped away. Cool, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I love the little jab she takes right there where she's like, some asshole in a small car. (laughs) Yeah, why's it got to be a small car? But it was, it's just, you know, it sounds like she's uh, calling a NASCAR race, talking about uh, fishtailing pretty good and thank the good Lord nobody got hurt, which kind of leads into, she wrapped it up with, uh, I called my mama right away to say that I know her prayers are always heard because I know she prays for us every morning uh, about 4.30 a.m. And I just thought, one, that's something that I know Logan and I can relate to like when I read it, because our mom was always, she's, she's always praying for us. She always tells us to be careful. And she always says, text me when you get there. And it's this, it's this very much the same thing. That's a Southern mama, if there ever was one. And it, I just, the overall picture of that, you know, they, they camped at a KOA, ate at the Ritz, talked about an asshole and mama's prayers. And then NASCAR explained the accident to us that's pretty southern but nobody was hurt thank the good lord <laughs> so honorable mention the miranda sorry that you're out but that 215 you know that's always a hard seat so that's the southern 64 the one seed dukes of hazard the eight seed four score the 12 seed tom petty three seed andy griffith 10 seed george Strait, and the two seed skinner so I'll throw it over to whatever Dustin and Morgan got planned. This is the part of the podcast that me and Logan recuse ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Not this week. Not this week. So a uh, little daddy daycare time. We thought it'd be a little fun. Um, we had a, you know, a couple of things, Morgan, you were, you kind of touched on it earlier. Um, so we don't necessarily need to dive into it again, but Morgan has a new experience trying to get two children picked up in the, in the daycare carpool line, probably while there's angry parents who are just grumpy at life. Oh, it's before it's and after. Scene, it's a scene. <laughs> I can, I really would like to get a video of this and put it on the internet. Um, but one thing that we we were talking about that we think is kind of funny is like when you once you start once you have a kid, 
especially when you have like a wife who like gets really into like reading the books and the blogs and the phone and stuff on social media, you start like the terminology changes. Mm-hmm. There's all these words that you learn and like ideas that you learn that you like, never would have thought about if you weren't an ad. Like a so, <laughs> exactly. Or, so we we I think it would be fun if like we throw out some of them, see what you guys, the non-fathers think. And then we kind of talk about maybe even in a little bit of a funny way with just a handful of these terms that we now use on a regular basis are. Morgan, you can kick it off with this. I'll start with a good one. A swaddle. We're supposed to guess. Yeah, go for it. You mind we're both uncles. So we're, we're, we're like high up on this. This is also an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Only only reason I know this one is because, you know, this Southern podcast, obviously church is a big part of growing up. So think a little baby Jesus and uh, swaddle, swaddling clothes. So I kind of using the context clues. I think I can guess this one. Never done it though. Couldn't tell you how to do it, but. When you wrap the baby real tight and like a blanket thing. Yeah. Yeah. You see, actually in, in Morgan and I's notes, <clears throat> our description is using the same cloth to keep babies warm since Jesus. So good one. <laughs> there you go. I figured I'd give it an easy one first. Just to get it started so it didn't feel like crap right off the bat. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Logan. Uh, Dustin. Yeah. So if y'all been paying your attention to your text, you all have heard us talk about a sleep sack. What are what are you what what's the descriptor for that? I mean, hell, it? hell, it's probably just something they sleep in. I don't know. Isn't that the thing that you zip them up in and it, it's important that it doesn't have the feet in the hands so that they can't scratch the face or something? Yes. It's it's a blanket with a zipper. <laughs> Firstly, it helps them kind of also be makes them feel like they're still in the womb, I guess, when they're sleeping. Yeah. And like it it takes their like their arms and it lets them put it up if they want them up or keep them down. And yeah. It's yeah, because some kids, like my kid, didn't want their arms down. She hated swaddles, so she was in sleep sacks from day one, basically. Brody hated uh, swaddles as well. He would, he was a Houdini. He'd get his arms out every time, no matter what we did. Then <laughs> when he's older, yeah. So that when we put him in the in the, uh, the sleep sack with the zipper up, we were like, "Yeah, get 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 your arms out of this one, buddy." <laughs> Couldn't do it. Uh, all right. We got a couple more. That'll be fun. So, uh, wake window. A what? A never, wake window. Never heard of that. It, I, I would take a guess because I'm just trying to use my old reading comprehension context clues from uh, <laughs> high school here. I'm assuming that that's the window of time that you want to wake them so that your sleep schedule doesn't get all effed up. That, that's what I would have guessed as well. But is it the time that they're awake in between their naps? That's more, that's more on there. It's so sort of both right. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically the uh, amount of time that you want to keep a baby awake in between like naps or whatever, so that they don't ruin your life with no sleep. <laughs> it's all about you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you you said earlier when I was talking about COVID. 
So here, here's a good one for you. Baby lead weaning. Yeah, I have no idea. Lead weaning? Yeah, lead, like LED weaning. L, like, like. Baby lead weaning. I don't know what weaning means. It means taking somebody off of something. So yeah. when they want to not. So it's basically, you're starting to introduce uh, solid foods with um while so with the bottle why don't you just call it you're eventually, you're eventually trying to to transition from bottle to solid foods but oh, I, introducing solid food. my guess would have been trying to get them off breastfeeding <laughs> i didn't want to go that route because we know they're wise <laughs> yeah, no they're, they're addicted to that stuff man birdie fought like a champion <laughs> Oh yeah, he was putting on your Rudy jacket and and tapping the sign every time he was ready to eat. <laughs> uh, oh man, but yeah, no, that one's a yeah, it's a weird deal, but it's it's exactly what Morgan described. Um, here's another weird one that I only just recently heard: mouth mapping. Mouth what? Mapping like a map mapping. Mouth mapping? Yeah. Is this figure out if they have allergies? No. I don't want to bring this up again, but I only thing I can think of is <laughs> trying to get their I didn't even I don't even know, man. I, <laughs> like trying to map their mouth to a certain area when they're eating. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although there are terms for that. No. Um <laughs> basically uh it, it I heard this only like a couple of days ago, by the way. Um, basically, it's they take foods and they, it's like when they like shove them, they're shoving them in their mouths and they're learning like how to chew, how to like spit out something that's bad, how to be able to swallow. And, and they're learning how to use their mouth because since they can't see it, they have to feel their way through it. So they call it mouth mapping. Hmm. Didn't realize you. Isn't that ridiculous? All these yuppie terms that I'm bringing to the table. Pretty much. I didn't realize you had to do that. But okay. <laughs> I clearly don't remember when it was done to me. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah. Um, so one more, just like a bonus one. Uh, one, one, of the, one of the ways that, or one of the people that we like sort of went to, they, they, she has an on, online videos and classes. They help be like, this is how to get your baby to sleep. She had an acronym, and the acronym was easy, and each letter, you know, stands for something throughout your day. So, any guesses what easy stands for? It has nothing to do with the breast logo. <laughs> um, yeah, eat this was the first one I was going to say. Eat's correct. Eat and sleep yourself. It's a reminder for what you're supposed to do because it's all about you. <laughs> I like where you're going with it, but no. I, I, I have no earthly idea. So eat's correct. Sleep or eat, awake, sleep, your time. So it's basically like a reminder of like what you're supposed to do with your kid. It's like you're supposed to feed them. Supposed to keep them awake. Then you put them to sleep. Then you get your time. 
and then you get to do easy all over again like an hour later. What the hell kind of yuppie term is that? That's just what you're supposed to do. Why do you have to give an acronym for it? Well, it comes with a schedule, too. (laughs) That's called being a DAD, a dad. I can I can see I can see Logan now when he has a kid. You can put on a George Jones album like go and cry for me only if you're bleeding. I'm I'm going to bed. <laughs> That'll change real quick. When his wife <laughs> slaps him in the face and says to go do his work job. <laughs> so those are our uh our dad terms for the week. We can have some other fun ones, not necessarily on this category, but maybe some fun dad jokes or some fun dad uh, other things that we've started to say and we probably shake our heads at because I know I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't heard half of that stuff, but. You're not supposed (laughs) to. You don't have a baby. No. (laughs) So, well, anyways, moving on into, as we always know, this is miserable and reckless. So we always try to bring a little bit of positivity. Wait, what's that? Looks like we don't have enough time for the positivity this week. So we're going to have to kick off bless your heart for the next episode. So we apologize uh, for the uh, extra miserableness and, and no positivity, but that wraps up this episode of miserable and reckless. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Ryan Morgan and uh, Dustin, and we will see you next time.